Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. All right, I want to talk tonight about two realms. Somebody say two realms. And for all you nerds, I'll say it like this. The two realms. I, I knew Benji would get a kick out of that. Uh, when, I, when I thought about that this afternoon, I said, hopefully Benji's there because he's going to laugh at this. But all you Lord of the Rings nerds or uh, um, the other series that won't be named um, and, and whatnot, we know we have some, some uh, true nerds in this church. And um, the two realms just sounds like one of those, you know, beginning of a, the, the Hobbit series or something, doesn't it? Um, but that, that's what was on my heart tonight is two realms. And, and let's turn over to, um, you know, you could also title it Two Realities. Uh, turn over to John chapter 15, and we'll start here. And I, I got into a little bit of this when, when we were um, at music practice on Thursday, just encouraging the music team. And, and it felt good. It seemed good to me and the Holy Ghost to, to uh, bring it on out tonight. Um, over in John chapter 15, we'll just start in verse 1. It says, I am the true vine. And my father's the vine dresser. Man, you cannot read that scripture and, and stop uh, without stopping and highlighting that Jesus said. Somebody say, Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the true vine. If he's saying, I am the true vine, then that means that there has to be other vines that are out there that you can get connected with that aren't true. But see, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall shall set you free. So you can tell whether you're connected to the true vine or not the true vine, whether that vine is providing freedom for you, whether you're becoming more free, more, more full of joy, more full of glory, more, more full of victory, more full of blessing, more full of of goodness. You can tell whether it's a true vine or whether it's, it's one of the false vines based on what it's providing for you. Glory to God. And so when we are connected to the true vine there's some things that take place in our lives there's some things that 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 flow out of us glory to god uh, uh that flow out easily and normally when things aren't flowing normally it causes problems anybody ever been stopped up mm-hmm. and usually you know when you're stopped up it's because you're not feeding right. You're not eating right. You're not drinking right, right? There's something that's not going in or too much of something that's going in that ought not be that's out of balance and it causes things to get stopped up and you don't flow right the way that you should. Glory to God. And and I said it like this. Sometimes you, you put in a lot of effort for very little results. Anyone been there? I know, I know. But, you know, the things of the natural mirror the things of the realm of the spirit because that's the way God created them. So I'm not trying to be dirty or graphic or anything, but but what I'm trying to point out is that when you're connected right and, and you're flowing right, glory to God, then things work normally and, and they come out easily and there's not a whole lot of effort. Things come out in their time and in their season and in their place, glory to God, and it just happens the way it ought to happen. 
Come on, we want things to happen the way they ought to happen. And see, sometimes we, we're so used to being uh, uh, in, a, in a place where things aren't happening the way they are, they're supposed to happen, but we bought into that's the way it ought to be, and we, and we sometimes supplement ourselves, glory to God, because, because things aren't flowing right. But, but if we'll just stay connected... If we'll stay in the vine, if we'll stay connected, Jesus actually tells us what will happen here. He says here, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, that doesn't produce, he lifts up. He says on here, it goes on, he said, my father is the vine dresser. Let's read the, the, the last part of the chapter or of the verse one. But then he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. My Bible says takes away, but the margin of my Bible says lifts up. And if you actually look up the, the, the way that they treated vines in those day, in those days, uh, uh, takes away was not, was not the correct, correct, uh, uh, translation. It to lift up because they would, the, the vine dresser would take the vines and he would wash them off out of the dirt because they would grow wild and grow down into the dirt and he would lift them up and then we'll find out he also washes them because it says, um, Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That word prune is the same, is the same word, uh, down here that he says, uh, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. Those are the same root words for pruned and clean. So, so what is he saying? He's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to lift up every vine that's not bearing fruit, get the muck and the mire off of it. Glory to God. Wash it off, cleanse it, purge it. Glory to God. Get it back up where it belongs so that it can get in the light and begin to produce fruit the way it ought to produce. Amen. So God's not looking to cut you off when you quit producing fruit. No, if he finds you in a season where you're not producing fruit, he wants to lift you up, wash you. Glory to God. Where he said to the disciples a little further down, uh, you're already clean by the washing of the word. He wants to wash you with the word of God, put you up where you belong. So boop, you can start producing fruit because <laughs> he knows this, that when you're connected right and you're placed right, fruit comes out. You don't have to strain to produce. You don't have to strain and then not get much results. See, the tree doesn't bother about trying to produce fruit. The tree, the tree stays planted by the water, and the Bible says that he doesn't pr- fail to produce fruit in his season. Mm. Come on, say, it's my season. Hey, hallelujah. We know what season we're in. But glory to God, because we learned this morning. So there's some fruit. Amen. Stay fruity, my friends. Um, and it says, I am the vine, you are the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears what? Much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Well, it seems like I'm doing some things uh, uh, apart from him. Guess what? Those things are still nothing. Because if Jesus calls them nothing, it doesn't matter if the world says it's something. Doesn't matter if your buddies say it's something. Doesn't matter if your neighbors think it's something. Doesn't matter if, if your church members think it's something. If Jesus said it's nothing, guess what it is? Nothing. But when you're plugged into the true vine, he said, with me, you can produce. Amen. With me, you will produce. And it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and what it shall be done for you. And so I just want to talk about a little bit about, about these two, these two realms that, that we have to operate in. See, once Jesus died and was raised from the dead, he gave us access to a realm that we didn't have access to. 
There was a realm, uh, uh, and I call it re- a redemption reality, that, that, that began to, to be pried open for us, glory to God, by the blood of Jesus and by the, the work of redemption, that, that we then all of a sudden had access to some things that we didn't have access to. The Bible says we were aliens. We were, we were far off. We, we didn't have any access to the plan and the purpose of God. We were strangers, even though God loved us and saw us before the foundations of the earth till Jesus came and brought and pried open the doors glory to God by the blood of the lamb we didn't have access you can put up that uh, first slide there Kelsey Um, I'm not normally an illustration preacher but the spirit of God showed me this this example um, in the spirit and and rather than trying to explain it to you I just wanted to put it up but each line there is there's the natural reality and above it is redemption is the redemption reality and there's two realms that we can choose from at any given time see we've been born again and out of a different realm out of a we've been the bible says in the original greek we've been refathered from above and so we've got access to his realm in fact the bible says that we're seated together with him there even right now Woo, ha-ha. So we have access to that realm any given moment, any given day, any given time. Glory to God. You don't have to have a feeling to get access to the realm of God. You are born from there. You have birthrights to march on. Come on, the Bible tells us, come on boldly. Come on boldly to the throne room of grace and obtain, hallelujah. He doesn't say just come and hang out. He says you can come and get something. Glory to God. You can walk on in and get something. It's one thing when somebody invites you over to the house just to hang out, but it's better, say better, when you can come on over and get something. Glory to God. When they got some cookies baking, glory. When they got a pot in the roast, hallelujah. When, they, when they've got some snacks laid out on the table, hallelujah. I'm glad you invited me over, but I'm more glad when you invited me over and you prepared a place for me. Glory to God. There's something waiting. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, there's a pie coming out of the oven right on time. Hey, hey, hey. And you can, you can cut it open, glory to God, and enjoy your time there. Hallelujah. And begin to feed he said come boldly to the place come boldly to the throne come boldly when in the time of need to obtain mercy and help oh because he's got something prepared he's given access to a different realm i've got access this morning or this evening and and tomorrow glory to god access i got an all access pass see i you know I've got, we, we, some of us go to different Christian concerts and stuff. And some, some of the folks are like interested in the all access pass so they can go and shake the artist's hand and give them a little hug on the neck and things. I don't care about that. I came to listen to the music. I don't want to hug their neck. I don't want to shake their hand. They don't know me. I don't know them. And I don't want them to pretend to like me for a few minutes because I bought an all access pass. I'm just not about that kind of fake stuff. They don't like me. They don't know me. I don't believe in autographs. I don't need no autograph from Michael Jordan. I'm not going to go bother him for an autograph because he ain't nobody but a man. Uh, that's, that's a side note. But I do care about what's written on my heart by the one who's conquered it all. But see, God said, I'll give you an all-access pass, and I'll pay for it. So you know if he's offering and paid for it, he wants you to be there. 
He wants to shake your hand. He wants to hug your neck. He's already prepared a table before you. Glory to God. Even in the presence of your enemies. He said, you might be surrounded in the natural realm, but in the middle of it, I've come down and provided access to another realm that you can feed on, that you can feast on, that you can enjoy, that you can eat on. Oh, when it looks like there is no joy to be had. Glory to God. I can feast on the joy of the Lord. I can feast on his goodness. I can feast on his mercy. I can feast on his faithfulness. I can dwell in the land and feast glory to God because I've got access to another realm. I've got an all access pass glory to God. And if the enemy's trying to stand at the door and accuse you glory to God and lie and say something to your face about you and your mama, glory to God, you can come on up and say, nah, I've got the all access pass glory to God. Cause his word says, and his word is his past. His word is his access glory to God. So that's why we celebrate the word and we celebrate the spirit because there is no access to the spirit apart from the word. But when you know what the word says, Oh, it doesn't matter matter what your mama says. It don't matter what your daddy says. It don't matter what your grandparents said. It don't matter what the world says. You say, "Ah, I've got access, baby. I've got access. I belong here. See, I've got a seat at the master's table. I've got a seat at the right hand of my father. I've got a seat that belongs to me. I've got a seat that's bought and paid for. Come on, when you got a ticket to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and you walk up and you notice some ugly man standing in your seat, hallelujah, you say, excuse me, excuse me, I got tickets to this seat. Well, that guy's sitting there, so guess I'll go try to find me another spot. No, sir. No, sir. Come on, I paid for those tickets. Those tickets to belong to me. Glory to God. My family, when I grew up, they had, they had a whole block of, of tickets over in, in Ben Hill Griffin. If y'all don't know, that's the Gator Stadium. Uh, uh, hallelujah. And, and, uh, I would, I would get tickets from my granny. And I remember I would go there sometimes because she didn't want to go. She was getting old, didn't want to go to the game. And I would go there and I had the tickets. And I would march up and some freeloader who know they bought some cheaper tickets and was trying to hope that somebody didn't come up. Glory to God. And, and I would walk up to those chair back seats hey, with a video monitor right there and the speakers right there, right close to the bathrooms. Glory to God. And I would march on and I say, oh, I wish somebody was in my seat when I get there. I wish somebody be sitting in that spot because I know that spot belongs to me and my family. Some of y'all been letting the enemy sit in your spot. Been sitting in your spot where finances are concerned. Been sitting in your spot where your joy's been concerned. Been sitting in your spot where your blessing is concerned. Been sitting in your spot where healing is concerned. Been sitting in your spot where your freedom has been concerned. You got to get your ticket out. Come on, somebody. You got to get your ticket out. Yeah. You got to get your ticket out. March on. I wish somebody would be sitting in my seat. I wish somebody would be sitting in that place that my father done bought and paid for. Get on out of my seat. Present your ticket. Present sealed by the blood of the lamb. Enforced in the name of Jesus, like the Spirit of God told me last week or two. He said that everything I've, that I paid for you was bought by the blood, but it's enforced by the name of Jesus. And you get over there and you say, nah, nah, see this spot's been waiting for me. 
Well, you ain't been there. Well, that's all right. It's been waiting for me. It's been reserved. It's got my name written down on it. Hallelujah. And it's been bought and paid for by the blood of the lamb. And it's not, that's not something that can be purchased back. Glory to God. Because it's been paid the highest price. And when the highest price has been paid for something, there ain't nobody that can buy it back. Come on, when something's been paid the highest price for, there's no Sotheby's auction where somebody can come up and buy it back. It's already been paid, glory to God, with the highest price. The blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Redeemer has bought and paid for your spot. Come on. And so we, we've got some access into, into a realm, glory to God. Access seats bought and paid for glory to God. And we've been, we've been ignoring our privileges. Come on. Y'all can say amen. I know I'm not the only one that's been ignoring. Whoo. Ha ha. Yeah, but it's just easier to find a different seat. It might be some of y'all don't like confrontation. But, you know, even when I roll up to the movies, because now you, you, you purchase your tickets ahead of time, and they got the layback seats. It's almost like watching it at home with a big screen, except for you got to pay $35 for the popcorn. <laughs> but I'm blessed, so I don't mind. They can raise it to 40 I'm still going to go to the movies. Ha <laughs> In the name of Jesus. But... When I, when I go to the movies, and I might be a few minutes late sometimes. Been known, it's been known to happen. And, I, and it's dark, and, and somebody's already comfy with a blanket and, and their shoes off and their popcorn and everything. But I go on down, I say, okay, let's see here. E4. Me and my buddies, these are our seats right here. Me and my buddies, this is our seats. Oh, well, can't y'all just sit down there? No, no, we reserve the seats in the middle of the theater for a purpose. For a reason. That was, that was the seats we bought and we paid for. Come on. Don't just give up and move along because you don't want the confrontation. Come on. See, so the things Jesus bought and paid for, they are secured by the blood of the Lamb. Nobody can buy them back. But you will sometimes have to take the word of God in the name of Jesus and run some folks out of your spot. Not people, because the battle isn't with people. It's not with flesh and blood. But it's, by, it's, it's with, with principalities. Sometimes there's demonic influence that's trying to rob you of your spot. Come on, if you're noticing... I heard the Spirit of God say this uh, in worship. Thank God for anointed worship. Amen. Because the Spirit of God can speak. But I heard him say this in, in, in worship. If you've been noticing that symptoms are rising up every time it's church time, that is a demonic attack upon your spot in this house. See, you got to deal with demonic attacks different than you do the sniffles. Because there's an enemy that's come. See, we know that we're in a season. We know that God's trying to do some things. We know that God is, is calling us up. And there's some maturity. Woo. There's some maturity God's calling us up to. I heard that this, this evening. That there's some maturity that the Lord's trying to call us up into. And what does maturity mean? It just means understanding some things you didn't used to understand. Just means having some revelation that you didn't used to have. But not just knowing it up here, but walking in it. So if you've been noticing that symptoms are rising up every time you start to fix and to get ready to do what God's called you to do, 
That demonic attack is coming to rob you of your spot. To keep you ineffective in your spot. To keep you from from fulfilling the thing that God's asking you to do. So what do you do? Well, you got to know that it's been purchased by the blood of Jesus. You got to know that. But you also got to take the word and the name of Jesus. You know, I say it like this. Sometimes... Sometimes we give up too easy where symptoms are concerned because they're persistent. And, and I've learned this in my own life. You've got to be as persistent as the symptoms are. I ain't going to let symptoms outpersist me. Come on. You're going to let symptoms tell you what you're going to do? Romans chapter 6 said, he that died to sin no longer lives in it. Well, if we died to sin, then we certainly died to 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 the offspring of sin, which is sickness. You know, it says, no longer let sin have dominion over you. That means you can take the word of God and no longer let sickness have dominion over you and keep you out of what God's asking you to do or has for you. Come on, I've been there. And sometimes it's just easier to roll over. Pull the covers up. Take a little NyQuil. Hey, if you need NyQuil, take it. Sometimes it helps you sleep. But sometimes it's easier than to put your foot in the ground because it's uncomfortable. I remember one time, I didn't even plan to talk to this, but it's on my heart, so let's go here. You know, I remember one time I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had the worst headache I'd ever had. It just came on out of nowhere. I was, went to bed feeling great, woke up in the middle of the night, and, and I began to, to, to like stir, and I woke up, and my head was pounding, and, and I couldn't see real good, and, and I guess some people call that a migraine. I, I, don't, I don't get migraines, so I don't know, but, but it, it was, you, you're feeling nauseous. You know, it was there, right? And I knew I had, I had service the next morning. What I have a choice to make. Well, brother, now you're getting religious. No, I'm getting real. I said I had a choice to make. I was either going to bow my knee. I know this ain't easy right now, but I was either going to bow my knee to these feelings that had come on me and said, you tell me what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. Or, come on. Or I could get up out of bed and say, hold up. I don't know what this is or where it came from, but I know that it ain't from God. I know it ain't secured by the blood. I know it wasn't purchased and delivered by my father. Come on, somebody. And what did I do? I got, I got up out of my bed and I, stepped, I went outside and I could barely walk. But I said, you know what? If Jesus could walk on the reality of what God, who God was on the water, certainly I can walk around this patio in the middle of the night. I was hoping my, one of the family members didn't see me wandering out, run out there and pull a shotgun or something. But, but I, just, I, I, I just started walking. And, and as I was walking, I began to thank God. God, the reality of what you paid 
paid for in redemption is more real than this pounding headache, than this nauseous feeling. The reality of what you've done in Jesus Christ is more secure than even the ground that I'm stepping on right now. Because it is right, it was so before the, even the foundations of this earth. So if it's that real, and Jesus walked out on that in the water for two miles to get out to the middle of the lake, glory to God, certainly I can walk and take a step of faith. One step, two steps, three steps, and with every step, that's the reality of what you've done for me in the blood of Jesus and by the stripes of my Savior are more real. They're becoming more real to me. They're becoming more true to me. And I'm talking like this. I'm not just putting on a show tonight. I'm, this is what I'm speaking. I'm speaking these kinds of things because I had to get as persistent as those feelings were being in my life. Because sickness starts with a feeling, offense starts with a feeling, bitterness starts with a feeling, glory to God. It all starts with a feeling in the sense realm, glory to God. And like uh, what, what did Brother Hagin said, he said, if the enemy can keep you in the sense realm, he'll beat you every time. But if you can get him over in the faith realm, you'll win every time. I'm, what am I talking about? Keeping your place. Keeping your access open. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Glory. And so what happened there? Every step. You know, it went about seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of speaking the truth, declaring the truth. Not to try to get something, but because I had something. See, if I show up to the ball game and I ain't paid for my ticket yet, I don't got nothing. I got to hope that I'm going to get something when I get there. You know, I always think about these jokers that show up to the game, big games, and they're like, I need two tickets. Well, I ain't even going to the game, a big game like that, unless I got tickets. I ain't going to the stadium to try to find something. Glory to God, I'm going to the stadium with something. Maybe it's just because I've been hanging around my daddy too long. But so, so what am I saying? When, when your seat is paid for, You're not trying to get healed. You're rejoicing and responding to the reality that you are healed. You have a church, uh, a choice. Can you put up the next slide? You have a choice. See, you might be walking in this natural realm. And everything's going hunky-dory. Glory to God. But then symptoms show up. A bill shows up. Some depression shows up. Some offense shows up. Some, some, Some bad attitude tries to poke its head up. You've got a choice at that moment, whether I'm going to respond to the natural or I'm going to keep my eyes on redemption and respond out of redemption. You can't say, well, I don't, you know, I just haven't been praying much. Well, that's not good, but you still have access because the access wasn't bought by your prayer life. Come on, I need to say that again. I said the access wasn't bought by your prayer life. Some, some of us get over in pride about our prayer life, and then we start, we start uh, having issues getting our access because we're trying to approach the access out of, our, out of the, the merits of our prayer life. That'll short-circuit your faith real quick. But you say, no, it's, the access wasn't bought and paid from my, from my prayer life. It wasn't bought and paid for out of my tithes. It wasn't bought and paid for out of my church attendance. It wasn't bought and paid for because I got the, the, the head usher position and I can sit on the front row when I want to. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, 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 bought and paid for out of that. It wasn't bought and paid for because you get to church early every week. And Shandai, Shandai. Come on. 
It's bought and paid for the same way that old Q's was bought and paid for. In the same way old Kirby's was bought and paid for. In the same way old Jimmy's was bought and paid for. In the same way old John's was bought and paid for. And how wonderful Peggy's was bought for. And wonderful Leslie, you can't do women like you do men. But it was paid for all by the same blood of the lamb. Secured. And it's enforced the same way. I don't say, Lord... Now, you know I'm the music minister, and I got to lead worship tomorrow morning. How come you let this sickness come upon me in the middle of the night? I've served you faithfully in this church for 15 years, sowing into the music, sowing into prayer. So, no, that's ridiculous. Because what is that but filthy rags compared to Jesus' righteousness? Come on. No. I go based on the blood of the lamb and I say, how can the spirit of God dwell in this house and sickness and disease? The only way it can is if we let it. How can fear dwell in the same house that faith dwells in? Only if we let it. How can depression Dwell in the same, come on, the spirit of God. Think about what happened on that day when the veil was torn from the Holy of Holies. Access was granted. Woo, ha, ha. And God said, I'm moving out of this old house and I'm moving into a new place that I've created for my own dwelling place. And that's you and that's me. Come on, when you get a new house, you ain't worried about the old house. Come on, when you get a new house, it's better, it's nicer. Glory to God, it's got got the things you were interested in and like. Glory to God, you're not worried about the old house, right? You don't say, oh, I wish I was in my old house where the floors creaked and the toilets got stopped up. No, you moved out of that into new, into, into one you created. Come on. And God wasn't worried about getting back in the old house. He chose you to, to land in. And in fact, he had a chance to recreate you just the way he wanted. Woo, glory. And he came and he moved in and he said, this is my spot right here. This is my house. Well, I'm not going to let God have to be a roommate with bitterness. I'm not going to let God be a roommate with offense. I'm not going to let God be a roommate with holding a grudge. I'm not going to let God be a roommate with sickness and disease. Come on, I know, it's easy to say on all the other ones, but then when you start talking about say, yeah, but I don't really feel that good. Well, guess what? I don't just, I'm not just preaching this, this is, this is my practice. I woke, woke up last Sunday morning, didn't have a voice at all. And I knew the Spirit of God wanted to do something last Sunday morning. How many of y'all enjoyed that? And I knew Pastor Greg needed me to show up with that plan and that purpose so that he could fulfill his part of the thing. So I had a choice to make. Well, you know, pastors aren't here. I could just say, hey, I'm not going to make it. Text Michelle and say, Michelle, fill in. Oh, I don't want to. Q, fill in. And they would have done a great job. But how I many you know, they're not the ones that have been praying all week to get prepared. They'd have to last minute say, God, help me. Steve's done falling off on the job. So I had a choice to make. No voice. What do I do? I testified about it last Sunday morning. I did the same thing I always do. 
I'm not going to let symptoms tell me whether I'm going to fulfill the plan of God or not. I'm going to fulfill the plan of God because it's been bought and paid for. He said he's predestined me to some good works that he has prepared beforehand. Well, if he's already laid them out, he's already prepared them. It's up to me to say, yes, Lord. And so what did I do? I do what I always do. I began to sing, ooh, my God is a big God. And it sounded like, my God is a big God. It sounded like Louis Armstrong. My God is a big God. And I'm marching around that same old patio. Glory to God, speaking the same old truth. Because that truth don't change. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that same truth, come on. That same truth. Woo, it'll bring the same results. When your spirit is connected to the reality, when your heart is connected, when you're plugged into the vine, because what does the word say? He says, he said, Jesus said, if you, if you're plugged in, you just ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. God couldn't tell you no, if he wanted to, but he don't, he's already prepared it. He's already bought it. He's not looking to take it back. So what am I saying? I'm saying we've got to, we've got to learn to unplug from, from feelings that was the word that the Spirit of God put on, put on my heart, feelings. Unplugged from feelings. Feelings have a certain reality to them. But how many of you know they're not more real than the reality of what Jesus has bought and paid for? Come on, everything that the enemy tries to do starts with feelings. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Come on, when, when, when you know, somebody give, cuts you the eye in church... And you're like, well, what are they looking at me like that for? And a feeling arises. You know, you see Brother Slick Rick over there walking in with a new outfit that his mom, that his, mom, that his wife bought him on the, on the Internet. Whoop, whoop. And you say, well, I haven't had a new shirt in a while. I wish somebody would buy me a shirt. Right? A feeling rises up. Or Brother Zach gets up. And starts gloating about his recent golf victories. You know, well, Zach didn't invite me to the golf night. And a feeling arises. Come on. Headache tries to come. What does it start with? It starts with a feeling. And if you just say, come on in, brother. Good to see you. Hello, headaches, my old friend. Right? Or you can say, hold up, hold up. You ain't coming here tonight. Guess what tried to show up this afternoon for me? A headache. Well, I knew what I was going to be preaching on, and I knew that the enemy comes immediately to steal the... Right? Don't fall for his old tricks. He's got one trick. It's feelings. Can you show the uh, other, the next slide? I saw this in the spirit, and this is for anyone who's unlearned in the te- in the uh, in the uh, realm of plumbing. This is just called a valve, and you turn it one way and things flow. You turn it the other way and things it brings like this little metal piece that keeps the water from flowing. Very simple mechanical thing here, but. 
I saw this in my heart as as we were as we were worshiping um, and praying for the service services because we do that when we meet for music practice. We take a couple minutes just to pray for the service. And I saw this, and I saw I saw us like turning it to listen to what the Lord says about joy and freedom and peace. Or or whenever you have an opportunity and 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 it seems like. Oh, I'm not feeling so free this morning. You know, I was feeling pretty good in service last night. I was got my worship on and, and the word was good and, and I came ready to, to, to minister, you know, to that person that's been on my heart because Sister Amy gave me this good, good encouraging word. But then it's Monday morning and they're not looking like they want to be ministered to. You have a cho- choice. Do you turn that, that valve over to stop everything up and say, oh, I'll, just, I'll just hang over here in the natural realm. I'll just, I'll just hang over here and respond to what, what it feels like. I don't feel that bold anymore. I was feeling pretty bold after she prayed over us on Sunday morning, but, but now I'm not feeling so bold. Or, guess what? You have the choice. You have the access. You know, if you go out to, to, to your water main and you turn it off, you can't go start complaining to everybody that you don't got water in the house. Well, you know, I don't have any water in the house. It's pretty awful. Haven't had a shower in four days. Some people would enjoy that. <laughs> Haven't had a shower in four days. No, no fresh water to drink. Well, have you, have you checked your water main? Yeah, I turned it off about four days ago. Well, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Go, go turn it on. No, I'm just choosing to, to, to keep it off. But, but I'm going to complain about it. That's what I'll... Come on, now I'm getting now I'm getting in your sock drawer. Well, I chose not to walk in healing, but I'm gonna let everybody know that my back hurts from carrying the load of this church. Now I'm getting around your dining room table. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know nobody talks like that, but but you see what I'm saying? You can get real comfortable putting up with, real comfortable staying out of the confrontation. You know, th- the things of God belong to us, but it is called the good fight of faith. The Bi- Jesus said that, that the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent ease on in in their PJs. No, they take it. They take it. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay for it, but you do have to take it. So there's some things. What are the things that the enemy's been pulling the wool over your eyes? Or just pretend. See, here's the other thing. Let me let you know on a secret, on a secret. Symptoms, attitudes, unforgiveness, offense, depression, whatever it is, it can't stay. It doesn't have any real fight to it. But its real fight is presenting like it does. Presenting itself like it has a big fight. But it has no right or no ability to stay when you begin to get your all-access pass. Well, I don't know what to do then, Brother Steve, because I don't feel real excited about this. Or I don't feel real stirred about this. Or I feel like I've been kind of behind the eight ball. Here's the great thing. This is a zero feelings required access pass. 
You can wake up and enforce it tomorrow morning. Glory to God with not one feeling. You don't have to feel anointed. You don't have to have the tingles or the shandais. You don't have to have the, the, the movement in your toes. Glory to God. Smith Wigglesworth used to, used to wake up and just dance in the spirit for a few minutes right as he got out of the bed. Why? Because he was letting himself know this body don't belong to me. It belongs to the Holy Ghost. John G. Lake used to go look in the mirror and say, God lives in these clothes. Why? He's reminding himself of what the reality of his access is so that when he confronts a need, glory to God, he has an answer. See, God is maturing us. He's, ta- he's inviting us. I'm closing soon. Y'all relax. I saw Brother Steve over here looking at his watch. <laughs> I am not. He said, I am not. I do notice, though, that he worships a lot better when Michelle's up here leading than when I do. Oh, that man, that man be, oh, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Then when, then when I'm leading, he's, he's not, he's, he's still worshiping, but he don't worship like when she leads. <laughs> oh, glory. She does, I know. Pastor already said if I'm not careful, she's, he's going to give her my job. So, you know, that's all right, though. I'll take on some other job. I'll take Zach's job. <laughs> he's getting his resignation letter out. Um, glory. What was I talking about before Steve, before Steve derailed us? What's that? Yeah, I'm wrapping up. That's what I was <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm wrapping up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's good to have some fun in church. Even if it isn't my expense, that's all right. Um, no, but I was saying God is, is he's inviting us. He's, he's inviting us to maturity in some areas. And I, and I believe that, that I'm, I'm, I, I'm stirring you up tonight to start getting access back to some places that belong to you, getting your access back out and, and brushing it off and, and enforcing it with the name of Jesus and by the word of God, because I believe God's not just wanting us to stop there. I think he's wanting us to take that ground and then begin to start setting some other people free. There's, there's an end game. We're in the end game now. Marvel reference. Um, you know, there's an end game. God, God's always doing something to set you up for the next thing. And, and so this isn't just like a, a selfish message. No, this is let, let's get what belongs to us cleared out. Glory to God. Because when you've got your spot cleared out, you can invite others to come and join you. Right? And I believe that's kind of what God's doing. I mean, you can, you can sense him stirring in us. I mean, the last, what, like 15 weeks have just been amazing. Just the presence of God, the glory of God, the messages have just been hitting on all cylinders. Why? Because God just wants us to get real, real stirred and fat on the spirit. No, he wants us to be full, but so that we can give something away. And I believe he's, he, he is stirring us to a level of maturity so that we can step into some new things that he has for us. But maturity takes effort. Not striving, 
but effort to access, effort to say yes, effort to say, Lord, I will obey, I will receive, I will say yes, I will move, I will do what you're asking me to do. It's not effort in the natural sense of striving and contending, but it is effort in saying, I will say no to my flesh, I will say no to my comfort zone, I will say no to my comfort level, and I will say yes to what you're calling me to. I believe I'm saying that by the Spirit of God tonight. He's calling you to say yes to the things that he has given you. And that's why, you know, you might be feeling pricked. I'm wrapping up. When, when Brother, uh, Brother Glody comes up and starts talking about the playground, well, he's saying there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity. There's, there's access. See, your giving in one project will provide access that, that when that project's over, there, there's no longer that window of access. Come on. And I, I, I'll just say this. There's, there's some windows of opportunity for blessing and giving that won't be around forever. You read between the lines and, and ask the Holy Ghost what that means for you. But I'm, and I'm not trying to drum up an offering or anything like that. But I'm just saying there's access, but access takes maturity. There's, there's access. It's all provided, but it takes maturity to say, okay, I'll go there, Lord. I'll go there. I see that, and I'll go there. I'll, you know, you might have been feeling stirred about, you know, when God's saying, hey, I want to make some millionaires, you know, happen in this church. But then when the offering plate comes by... Do you have the maturity to say yes to the access? Right? I know I had an opportunity recently that the Lord's saying, hey, do you believe what you've been shouting and praising about? Oh, praise the Lord, I do. Why? Because that's how faith works, guys. Faith works by responding to the access that belongs to you. You got to step out by faith. You got to say, you know what? I'm going to forgive and love you even though I don't feel it. I'm going to say yes to leading worship even though it's 7 a.m. and I don't have a voice. I'm going to say yes to serving in the nursery even though they've got it set up in a way that I don't think really works that great. But I'm going to humble myself and say Yes to this way, and I'm going to do it with a whole heart. I'm going to ignore what my flesh is saying. I'm going to say yes to helping my brother out when he needs something, even though it's inconvenient. It's just access. I'm going to say yes to that number the Lord's putting in my heart for the playground or for this special offering. Or Yes, Lord, because the access is already yours. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for the access that belongs to us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you for the faith opportunities that are ahead of us. I thank you for the faith journeys that you're taking us on. Thank you for the journey that you've got us on as a body. Thank you for the teaching that's been instructing us and and implanting in us, Lord, and giving us a foundation to walk on. Father, we do like you encouraged us this morning. We recognize the season we're in. Hallelujah. 
and we respond in faith. Simple, unfailing, unwavering faith. It's not difficult. It's not complex. It's just saying yes. Come on, I believe there's some hearts that need to say yes just in this moment. Yes. Yes to that thing you've been dealing with me about. Yes to humbling myself there. Yes to that offering amount. Yes to to that position in the helps ministry. Yes. Come on. Just say yes right where you're at. He'll take your yes and start blessing you on credit. (laughs) Father, we say yes tonight. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.